Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Well, hello, teacher. Today, we're talking about not being an asshole, basically, when you're selling your teaching services and courses. So my first question is, what if I told you that big brands that we come across every day, basically, um, while watching TV, while being online, that their marketing is actually quite poor? And this is not just something that I think. It's something that a lot of people who I respect in the marketing world are agreeing on. There are tons of um, old marketing rules and sales techniques that basically people, I don't know when people came up with them, but they basically went out of date. Uh, people are still using them. So one of the most influential books on um, sales and the psychology of sales and and marketing, because these are all very much related, is the book called Influence by, um, I forgot the guy, uh, I'll link to it anyways. And in the book, he describes lots of emotional triggers that people go through while making uh, purchasing decisions. And while all of this is true, because the author of the book is basically a researcher, a scientist, he's got nothing to do with marketing or sales. A lot of people in the marketing and sales um, jobs or fields have used this information for their benefit and to make a profit. And that is why you probably now think that, oh, all you can think of when you think of selling is basically, oh my God, how can I be a part of this? And don't worry, I used to think the same. But please know that there are people and there is definitely a new wave of um, entrepreneurs who are doing things to change this trend, but also who are doing marketing and sales in a completely different way. So in today's episode, I can show you how even you, a teacher who perhaps isn't even interested in becoming the greatest marketer in the world, but you might already be recognizing that marketing and sales are really important because they are. Without them, you don't really have a business. How can you come across as not pushy or salesy or sleazy or manipulative or something that comes up a lot in my conversations with clients as if you were convincing someone to buy something that they are not even sure that they need. So you have to understand that it all starts with you understanding your people, understanding their concerns, 
And I'm not saying pain points. You may have heard the expression pain points in um, in the marketing terms. Maybe you were doing some search on Google or whatever. It's an extremely outdated um, phrase that marketers would still use. And while it has definitely some negative connotations, I think the most important thing that you can do is think about the intention behind them. So we're not trying to look and manipulate people by finding their biggest pains and struggles. And sometimes marketers even say, oh, you have to figure out why your client or potential customer cannot sleep at night. Like I find it really, really hard to accept. But they definitely struggle with things. They definitely have certain concerns. And we need to understand them. Because if if they didn't have any concerns and struggles, then they wouldn't need your service. They, they wouldn't need your language lessons. They wouldn't need your products. So they definitely do have concerns. And what tends to happen with teachers is that we understand those struggles and concerns through the lens of teaching, through the lens of language. So we only see the concerns and struggles that are related to language. So for example, they don't understand grammar. They don't know enough words. It's not about that. You need to understand the concerns that people have about their life that are related to language. And that's only step one. The next thing is about you building authentic connections. So And that's very much related to point number one, because when you build authentic connections with your audience, with your potential customers, it becomes easier for you to understand what they struggle with. So as an example, I work with teachers and I understand what teachers struggle with. They very often struggle with work-life balance, with like spending probably too much time working in their business and then not having enough time to market. And it's it's a constant struggle. And there are many others. If you don't have a specified target audience, which is where I'm going with this, you wouldn't, it would be very hard for you to understand what your people struggle with. So you will always look at it through the prism of language, which we don't want to do. Because then Yes, definitely. You selling your courses will feel like convincing people that that's what they need, that they need. So like, for example, a lot of teachers would say, but people need to practice people in order to be fluent. People need to practice. Yes, we know that. But at the same time, people don't understand it. They have completely different perspective and you need to do everything. So build connections to understand that perspective and those concerns. Um, So one of the best ways of um, helping your people understand that you've got, that you can help them with those concerns is by building or posting educational content. But there is a caveat here. A lot of teachers, when they think of educational content, they think of teaching via their content. And that's what we don't want to do. Teaching via content is basically, it's basically like as if you were delivering what your people are supposed to pay you for, for free right? And obviously your services don't only limit, um, are not only limited to 
the language that you teach people, the words, the grammar, the whatever, but it's a part of it. So if you only post such content, it's not going to work because it doesn't really solve people's problems. And I understand that it's hard to accept because literally everybody does it, but the fact that everybody does it doesn't mean that it's okay, that it's correct. It's actually absolutely wrong. It's not proper marketing. It's not working with your audience, audience's concerns. And your audience's concerns are not about the language itself. They're about how the language that you teach can help them or can, um, can help them achieve a goal that they want or they, or can help them, um, remove some sort of a struggle that they have in their life. Um, so the point of educational content would then be to show them how they can remove that struggle. So it could be tips on how to do something, right, within the language. That's definitely helpful. So, for example, if your target audience are people who are um, studying for some uh, specific exam, that definitely can be part of your educational content. But language in itself is not very effective. Another thing is, and that's what I've recently went on a bit of a rant about it on Instagram, is that um, I feel that teachers are really good at nurturing relationships, but they nurture relationships among each other with other teachers. And why is that? Because they post content that speaks to teachers and then they comment on each other's content. And it's like a vicious circle of... Um, if other teachers comment on your posts, then the algorithm gets trained to show this content to more teachers. And it's like you, you never reach the right people. But it's also because you don't know who those people are. So it all basically comes down to you understanding your people, knowing who those people are and understanding them. Then when you come out with your offer with your service, with your new passive product, with your new course, with your new group class, with your new workshop, whatever it is, then that's then when it stops being a struggle, when it stops being convincing people to buy it while they don't understand it, it becomes like, it, it in the marketing terms, it's called the right customer fit. So basically, we're creating an offer that is right for the specific person at the right time in the right, at the right circumstances. So that's the um, situation that we want to create. And it may sound quite like, it depends where you are in your business. It might sound either overwhelming or like, oh, like a, like a massive light bulb moment, right? And I hope it's the latter. Um, but you need to start understanding your audience. So this may sound a little bit drastic, but I think that if you've been struggling to reach people who would benefit from your offers, it might be because of a few reasons. It's not because you sell too much. It's not because your prices are too high. It's because you basically don't know who you're serving. And that's when feeling so, selling feels, not feeling, selling feels icky. We want to avoid it by creating something that is useful, by, by understanding, getting close to those people, not in a manipulative way. I never get to 
close to teachers in a manipulative way. If I do market research, I just tell them I do market research. And so that I can create things that will be useful, that they are willing to buy because I've listened. Okay. Um, So to be honest, so many teachers come to me and say, I don't know how to sell. And my diagnosis usually is you don't even need to know how to sell yet. Honestly, you need to understand the basics first. You need to understand who your people are and what their problems are. So your solutions, your selling comes like basically the cherry on top of everything else that you do because it's all related. When you understand your audience, you start creating content that speaks to that audience. When you create content, people naturally respond to it, create useful content for those people. People then naturally respond to you. When they respond to you, you build natural relationships with them. When you build natural relationships with them, you build authentic connections. And thanks to those connections, people let you know even more what they struggle with. So it's like a beautiful, beautiful, um, what is it? E- ecosystem, like a circle of, of how it all works. So if you're struggling, if you're thinking, my things don't sell, I want you to go back to the basics, figure out who it is that you're trying to help, basically. Um, Who it is, what niche, what target audience. I've stopped using the word niche, to be honest, in my content, because I feel like there is a little bit too much um, talk about this in the online space, and it's a bit vague. I started saying target audience because that means people. And I, what I want you to focus on is people. I don't want you to think I teach business English or I don't want you to think I teach uh, Spanish for exams or I don't want you to think I teach colloquial German. I want you to think who, he, who you help with that type of language or that type of service, okay? That's where it starts. And... Because then that's when it becomes non-pushy. Non-pushy is when the solution, the marketing, the all the messaging around what you do is the right fit for the for your people. If it's not, if it's in a misalignment, it will always feel icky. It will always feel like, oh my God, why do I have to do it? Why is it so hard? And I'm not saying it ever gets like super easy. No, it doesn't. But it definitely feels easier. And it definitely feels like, okay, this is a brilliant offer. If they're not buying it, then fine, whatever. Maybe I need to find more people. Maybe I need to look for them elsewhere. But there is there is definitely something um, in that. And that's usually my biggest, best piece of advice to people um, who are struggling to sell their things. Um, So what I would say is that you can nurture relationships with your people, obviously by offering lots of things for free. Like I obviously offer lots of things for free, such as, you know, a lot of freebies or this podcast is free or my newsletters or things like that. But it's always, always with some sort of an intention. At the end, there is an end goal. And the end goal is for my business to be profitable. Because if my business is profitable, then it's sustainable. If it's sustainable, I have a fun life. If I have a fun life, I can create even more things to help people. 
It literally is as simple as that. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to fight for every little cent or penny or for every client as well. Because what, like, the way I see it is that when you've built a business where you enjoy what you do, when where it feels a little bit less, um, like where you feel a little bit less pressure to fight for every client, to like find them because, you know, otherwise you'll be in trouble and won't be able to make ends meet. You have more capacity for fun things. And that's what we want to create. Your space, space for you in your life. Freedom to me is space, space for experimenting, for having time for your passions and hobbies, or just teaching for the sake of teaching, right? For experimenting with different approaches, maybe experimenting with, like, imagine how much easier it would be to work with only with clients that you choose and really like so you can then oh you found a new lesson plan and you want to and you want to try it with them or you found a new technique that you watched on YouTube or like a, an idea for a warm up game and you can practice it with them because you know they're going to be happy to experiment with you it's it like brings so much joy so in order for you to realize your potential you need your business to 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 be profitable for your business to be profitable you need to sell things and as a teacher i'm guessing you're a sensitive lovely caring person because that's the, these are the kind of people i usually work with and attract to my world um you don't want to push people and manipulate them into buying your things so consider getting closer to an audience, a very specific audience of people who you understand and then can help because that feeling is incomparable to anything else. Alrighty, that's it. This was pretty meaty, wasn't it? Let me know your thoughts about sales um, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers, including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course, The Rocket, or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.